Hello and welcome to another episode of Defy the Norm podcast. So today, Victor and I are sitting down and talking about um, mindset. You know, mindset is always our, it's my favorite topic to talk about. Maybe not your favorite. Maybe we should talk about deadlifts and mindset. <laughs> I was going to say bench press. That's definitely what I... <laughs> but it's not Monday. It's way easier. It's not Monday. Yeah. Victor only benches on Monday. That's not true, but okay. <laughs> okay. So Victor said something really interesting to me last night when we were... When I was stretching. And do you remember what it was? Like, I mean, showing up to try or trying to show up or... Yeah. Well, it had to, it had to be, you know, in the process of traveling and moving different places i had a i had kind of a light bulb moment yesterday when we were talking about trying something else um and it's interesting in my head it was it was supposed to be okay well this is this this is the decision i'm going to stay with this decision and um i'm going to make it successful no matter what and instead of seeing it in that black or white it was just about understanding that we're it, this, we're just going to try this and we're going to pivot if it doesn't work as opposed to being locked in with this decision. Does, okay, that, does so, that make sense? Well, yeah, yeah I didn't, probably to listeners, if they have no idea what yeah, the well, context we'll, we'll is, clean we'll, it up. we'll clean it up. Stay okay. with us. So back in uh, 2017, I believe it was 2017, the years start to blur. We were living in San Diego in an RV and I was very adamant about I do not want to live in San Diego anymore. I was tired of the traffic and San Diego was beautiful, but it was just like, it was a rat race and I, you know, I'm I'm allergic to the rat race. So I said we were going that uh, early winter. So it was from like January through March. We went, flew to Hawaii and then we tent camped there for two weeks and then we flew to New Zealand and we like tent camped through New Zealand for a month and then we went to Bali and we got an Airbnb and we could just do a fun episode just about that adventure and just tell stories about it because it was incredible. Uh, I do think there was one podcast back, um, one of the early podcasts, the girls and I talked about that trip, but that was a total side note. The important thing was like when we landed April 1st, from that trip, I said, I am not staying in San Diego. I'm just, I want to try something new. Well, Victor loves me very much, but he was really scared. He's like, and he didn't want to live anywhere other than San Diego because it was familiar, really. was the, yeah. And he knew he had his work there. He had existing client base. And just like getting your kids to eat broccoli or going on different vacations instead of the same vacation to Hawaii every year, I really love newness. That's one of my values. Like, I want to feel curious. I want to just try. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. And to me, my mentality was like, well, of course we just try. You go into... So one of the first places we tried was Bend, Oregon. And when we got to Bend, we ended up... uh, Up by the mountain biking by Phil's Trailhead, there's all these four service roads that you can free camp. And so we just, I looked at it as like, oh, this is a great opportunity. We have no expenses other than food. We get to live here for free and we get to try this town out. We get to see. So can you just talk a little bit about putting yourself back in that situation about what it felt like and why, why it was so, why you didn't have that idea then of like, let's just try it. Yeah. Yeah. I put a. I was putting a significant amount of pressure on myself to be successful, but yet at the same time, 
um, was playing a card that I really wasn't looking back, not really happy about. Uh, I consider myself very confident, but humble in many ways. And when you play too much humility, people just feel like you're not capable. Um, and so in that particular instance, I did not feel like I was successful in many ways looking back because of that that dichotomy, that that little bit of of mixture of feelings. But I also felt like I need to make a decision and I need to make this work now and my life's depending on it and the lives of these people of the people around me are depending on it and that kind of weight as opposed to just being like, hey, we're gonna try okay, this isn't working out, let's pivot. And I wasn't open to that, to that adaptation, that ability to adapt on the spot is really, really interesting because, you know, you you take it into sports and it, of course it makes a difference. Okay, well, uh, you know, I'm going to drive, I'm going to take this basketball, I'm going to drive right and I'm really good at going right, so I'm going to keep going right and then defender adjusts and makes you use your left hand. Well, you should learn to do the left hand and just keep failing until you can open up both available, both, both possibilities. That's a simple example, but it seems much more easy to me. It's just like practicing jujitsu. Like I'm, I'm really good at the stand up part, but I should probably practice my guard game and just do it without judgment and don't worry about failing so that you can get good. So Gabby and I have some, uh, recent, uh, we've put them on YouTube, depending on when I publish this. I know we didn't take the audios yet and put them on the podcast, but we really should. Uh, so hopefully it'll be the future podcast episodes. If not, go over to our Making Mindfulness Fun YouTube channel and we just recorded a couple about values and we talk a lot about there's a self-worth epidemic in the U.S. Well, in the world probably, but I, you know, not in the everywhere in the world right now. I don't know post-COVID what that's like, but I can tell you in the United States that there is. And what it looks like is we had a generation, two generations ago probably, basically, that they had a hard life, right? They had to go through World War One, World War Two, um, Great Depression. They were tough, and they were, they had kids, and they were, you know, um, they were hard on their kids, right? That at that point we were transitioning from that generation to the baby boomers, where they started not having a two-family um, or a mom at home, let's say. And so then we get to my generation that was written, Victor's generation that was raised with like, you know, we're latchkey kids and we we're tough. We got to do stuff on our own. And then we get to the millennials who were overparented because, um, you know, you had the helicopter mom. Long story short, we end up, you end up, no matter what generation, you end up with these generations where they have their own struggle whether it was my grandparents, my parents, maybe, you know, we could have been guilty of this if I was like, if we had a different uh, lifestyle, but where you have a person who has kids and they have all this pain and this hurt and this hardship, and then they have kids and they don't mean to, but they're taking that lack of self-awareness and um, putting it down on their kids in the way that, you know, you want your kids to live vicariously through you or to prove yourself. This is where, where I think most of it comes from. This lack of self-fulfillment. You didn't have this opportunity to experience life. you like, life was hard. You had to work all the time. And so you didn't have this ability to let your kids fully develop their own sense of self. You 
inadvertently projected out your beliefs, your ideals, your what whatever was missing into your kids and maybe more on a subconscious level that you don't even realize or they didn't even realize that it was like, oh, um, I know somebody very close to me who's like struggling. And I think, oh, if your dad, like your dad's empowering you to stay stuck because if you stay stuck, then it's a reflection of the fact that you couldn't figure it out. So it's okay for him to not figure it out because naturally, you know, it makes it, it, the ego's defense. Oh, no, comes I totally agree. comes in, um, and that's happening all on a subconscious level, really. And you know, it happened when we went to Europe. And I wrote about it in the Road Less Traveled. That everybody was, our family was so like, do all these parties, like we are going off to war. We're like, we're just going to Europe for six months, and it's like, like as if you're never going to see him again. And then there was all this talk, this justification, like, oh well, I wanted to, but this is why I didn't. I had to stay back and sacrifice all these excuses and and. Almost to the point that it got where... We just didn't share anymore. Where, yeah, like nobody really... There was just too much guilt, internal guilt for people of like why they didn't seize the opportunity to go live their life. So we're not going to... Um, we're not, we're not going to give you any attention for you going to go live your life. And um, there was... There's definitely... So that's how the sacral chakra gets blocked because we don't have... You know, we don't have this ability to sit back and go, man, I, I want to make choices for myself that empower me, that allow me to take risks so that I can go and tell my kids like, hey, it's okay to go take some risks. You're going to figure it out. And I know you're going to figure it out because I took some risks and I figured it out and I adjusted. That's not the life most people live. They, they pick one career path. They stay stuck in that career path forever. Then they get stuck in a mortgage. Then they have kids and families and they have all this to-do list. And what started at 20 or 22 is maybe a blank canvas for an opportunity to create anything becomes a whole bunch of pile of paint mismatch that they're stuck in and then they have kids and all of a sudden now they're trapped in their fear and so they look at their kids and like well you got to play it safe because you know you just don't know you just don't know so that's really what victor's coming to terms with and realizing that hey while you do need to act with intention and be self-responsible and go for some things you don't have to always act from this play it safe mentality because playing it safe often means you're playing it from a closed-minded perspective and it is okay like to say like it was a little bit it's a cell it's a sacral chakra sacral chakra blockage because when you were in bend it wasn't so much of like a third eye like i want this you felt like i have to be here and provide and i'm just hoping somebody sees my worth yeah, that was that's a bad spot to be in, and I did that as well when we we're in Summit County, to some extent, and it's it's really, it's really a bad spot to be in because then you're just hope you're hope you're basing that on some someone reacting or seeing that as opposed to like go get it, and it's it, it's only having gone through it that I could share it and go, don't step into it that way because then you're that's less that's victim and creator again. Uh, right, oh, you're waiting. Oh, this is ha- poor me. This has happened to me. Can you help me? And and that's not to say that I don't accept help from from people in many many ways. Amazing things. We meet amazing people all the time. 
Um, and now for me, I'm like, I, you know, if I just give to the universe, great things have come to me. So I'm just oh, way more open to giving to people just for the sake of giving and helping than I am, um, than I am just sitting back and waiting for something good to happen. Good is, of, go- of course, good is going to happen, right? Yeah. It's a manifestation, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, what happened in this case was a, you know, everything we come back to the chakras and blockages in, in the chakras. And one of Victor's am- most amazing talents is his ability to show up consistently for people. Right? <laughs> I mean, he has some clients he's worked with for 20 years. I don't have that talent. Like... I'm, I'm much better like, all right, I'm going to see you every day for 90 days. We're going to set a goal, achieve a goal, and then move on. Um, Victor's really good about being there consistently for, for people. And we've had, a, we've had a recurring theme in, I, I'll tell you, over and over and over again, what Victor does with his clients, nobody can do. He's amazing. at He has an amazing gift. It's a totally different skill set than I have, and he's great at it. But to go and turn that skill set into a marketing plan is really hard. I'm not even good at that. That's not my skill set either. Probably years back, we should have just been like, okay, here's your talent. Just hire that out. But we didn't. We're too busy, stuck in our own maybe limiting beliefs that we could figure all these other things out. And maybe we're too um, busy spend. I know I was probably too busy spending money on fun and travel and making memories to, to even consider spending money on hiring out for marketing. Long story, very long story short, because the long story is the fact that we have repeated that, um, basically pitfall. I mean, we, we opened a business, Back in, jeez, I don't remember how old it was. Did we have Tati when we oh. opened Genesis? Yes. Yes. She was like one. Yeah. So 2011, we opened a business similar to the one we had in Coronado. Uh, we opened it out in East Lake because we thought, oh, this will be so great to have a business just like we loved the one in Coronado, but the drive, the commute was hard. So we thought, oh, if we open another one, the transition. Now, I say we thought, I thought. Victor's agreed to it and that's been another pitfall of ours over the years is that like he's just like yeah whatever yeah whatever but but because of showing up and saying whatever and not acting from like this is what I want this is the vision I see for myself or for our family it it changes things right it yeah, I mean, so many. You bring up that one I'm like, "Oh, yeah, we're going to mention and talk about that one." Um she's just what I know now and know, know from then I would like I would if I had it all over to do I would have been like look I don't have the resources to do this I haven't learned this skill set this is what's going to take I had no idea I'd just be like I thought to, in my mind I'm going to show up it's going to blow up just like the one we have in Coronado that's all I need to do totally different market totally different time totally different draw and and I didn't have the same sort of contacts that I built up over 20 years or 15 years at that point in Coronado, right? Well, yeah. And it still comes back to this concept of just showing up is, is your skill set. So we had that fail. So we had the failure of Genesis. Genesis was our um, business there that we, in the end only kept open for like three or four months before we had to close the doors and file bankruptcy from it. Then we went to bend 
and he's shared that story where it was kind of like we thought it would have been like oh let's just show up and try but it wasn't like that and he ended up in a really bad situation where um he was you know you were showing up at a gym but just not with the right dynamics the owner was not you know, Victor has an amazing ability to chameleonize also. So maybe not showing up in alignment as you're, you're, you weren't able to be your authentic self. Yeah, I didn't want to go, I didn't want to step in and come in and be like, oh, I can do this, do this better. But I, in some ways I should have like, Hey, I can, I can run yeah, he showed this. up yeah. as like in the back seat yeah, thinking I'm acting from being humble and not hear his loud assertive wife is like, no, you need to show up being confident. And yeah, well, like, if well, I, again, like if I had to do it again, I would have been like, Hey, um, I know you're doing a great job here, but like I can make this better and I don't have, we don't have to do all the man hours. Yeah. And in the end, that business ended up closing years later, but that didn't. So in retrospect, it's like, oh, he could have stepped in and kept it, kept it afloat, pivoted in a different direction. Everything works out for a reason as we're sitting here recording this in Lander. I have zero regrets for any of it because life is exactly where it's supposed to be to be. So then from Bend, we went to, um, we went actually drove through Boise and as I was pulling into Boise, I looked at Victor. I'm like, don't even apply. Don't even try to work here. I don't want to live in Boise. And Boise, you know, it's, it can be cool, but I just, it was not what I wanted. It's not the environment and, you wanted. Yeah. And then we get to uh, Summit. Actually, didn't we do Washington before? I don't know. We actually drove all the way up to Bellingham, Washington, which is by the Canadian border, to apply there. And I did love, like, it's beautiful there, but rainy all the time he walked out of that interview and he's like i'm not working here so then we ended up in summit county which is like breckenridge area and we actually, we tried that for six months but it was the same idea of i'm going to we got there i had a vision of like all right well you know we're just it's just going to work out the universe is going to you're going to find the right contact and you're going to be able to start a gym here and the jujitsu gym actually gave him a great opportunity to build a business there and like Everybody was happy. In fact, right when we got there, um, actually it wasn't right. We we kind of played and stayed in our RV for a month or two. But by September, when it starts getting cold in Colorado, we rented a house. Isabel got a job as a barista. She was 14. She was making bank. Danny got a job at Columbia, not making bank, but it was happy. a good learning yeah. curve. Gabby and I taught gymnastics for really crappy pay. It was horrible, but it was fine. It was it was what it it was what it was. And then Victor was trying to hustle and like, all right, I'm going to find some clients. But really, like, again, marketing was hard and like didn't have the capital to put into it and and didn't have the persona. Like before we had built all these businesses based on when we opened Island Tumble in 1997, it was because we just were that we opened the door in a small community and we are literally in the door. And so people would walk by and go like, hey, what's going on in here? Just old brick and mortar business model. People walk by. Oh, I have a kid. I'll bring a kid here. You're the only gymnastics in town. So naturally. And I'm going to tell 10 people about it. Thank you. You guys do such a great job. That word of mouth spread real quick. But in Breckenridge, word of mouth wasn't really working. Not to mention, like, we knew nothing. It was like repeating Genesis again. We knew nothing about the demographics. The, um, the most, demand, yeah. Most people there were either workers who had no money or it was their second home. And so they weren't there consistently enough to, to, to pay. pay for you know, maybe now that the community's changed a little bit. But at the time, it was another, like, epic failure. And... 
if we had both gone into it with the idea of like we both had a desire to like live there and make make it happen but at the time it was a different mindset i was like all right this is great i love living in the mountains i'm gonna play with my kids i'll still work a job to make a little extra money but victor you were more you were more felt like you were drowning and it was still coming from that self-worth thing where it's like i need like why doesn't anybody see my value i just need to prove that i'm worthy as opposed to a desire to create a specific business correct and correct. and so again it was a win for us because it, in the long term at the time it was horrible victor <laughs> like was ended up working at lowe's to make extra money and that was a nightmare. And then I was never seeing him. So I showed up to work at Lowe's and he bought and the first time he sees me at a red vest. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm going back to San Diego. I know how to make money in San Diego. Peace out. And so he left the next week and it was the best thing because it was the first time Victor ever just like made a decision in our relationship. And it's like, I want this. I'm going here. You make a decision. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So we waited a couple more weeks because we had bought ski passes and um, we wanted to get at least a month of skiing in and that was, that was great. And then we all went back to San Diego and we pivoted and it was good, but well, honestly, we, if it wasn't for COVID, we would have just stayed. It, we, we kind we of had found something our compromise. figured out. Yeah. We are, they got to surf, they hit the climbing gym. Um, I was, uh, you know, but you were went back for old. You went back. You would not be the person you are now if you went back. To well, that, that was old cheese, right? That was we talk about that. Uh, who who moved my cheese? Mm -hmm. um, if you haven't, if you want a quick read about what and you feel stuck in your life, who moved my cheese is a great book. I can't remember the author, but that was in a lot of ways old cheese. Um, the, the silver lining for many people is that I, I evolved myself, um, pushed myself when all the madness happened uh the plan happened and uh robin's like hey i'm leaving and i ain't coming back oh i Wait, have to you didn't put it in context oh. so in san diego that was the beginning of or the end of 2018 when he went back to um so i guess our trip started in 2018 since i just realized so we were back in san diego for about a, a little over a year before the pandemic hit and in that time it was good because you were happy making money but it wasn't, it was not, it, we were not as happy in our marriage. We were content in our marriage, but we were pretty much you do you and I do me. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like That's this not feels. Yeah, it was good. Well, the I think if I reflect back on that moment is that I had a, a demand for, you know, affirmation, success, money, whatever you want to call it. And we can pull that apart on potentially a different time. But what I find is very interesting in that situation is that it was almost nurtured out of the wrong emotion. Like, oh, I'm going to prove you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how I can be successful in this situation. And it would have left me feeling what was very separate from from you. You know, we would connect a little a little bit in the evening on our walks, but uh, you remember those walks. I remember them very vividly. So when we talk about couples therapy, there's five rules that I, that we say, because these are the ones we live by that are so important for, um, having a healthy relationship. See if I can remember all five, but the first is like obviously taking care of your hormones, nutrition and exercise, um, are so important because if you're not eating right and you're not exercising, there's a good chance that your hormones are off and then you're going to be a pain to live with. 
Second um, is playing together, having something you do that's fun together. And so that's something Victor and I, we, we can do in, in little doses, you know, when we go, if it's the right size surf or if it's the right climb, it, it helps. It's, it's really nice. The alternative for that is seeing each other kind of in their own flow state. Like I think Victor, if he was doing jujitsu again and we were in a good space like we are now, that if I saw him go do a tournament and and it was like, oh, it's so great. You're really enjoying it. I'm so happy for you. And then he went climbing with me and just belayed me. And was like, oh, I love to see you. Like, you're happy climbing. That can work. I do think, though, like, for us, an example would be mountain biking. We can go mountain bike and be on, like, kind of the same level and the same... Um, same amount of happiness doing it, right? Yeah, potentially. We'll see. We'll let you guys know when we were on that play. We've well, been, we have. We just yeah. don't do it consistently. Yeah. Well, it's because you give um, up other things, right? Well, you want to go climb or and you want to go mountain bike. Um, understanding each other's core desire, Enneagram, so important because then it then it fixes your rules of engagement. Um, I'm forgetting the fourth one. Oh, well, chakra healing. Like if you have, if you, in our case in this story that we're telling about how we've we've still stuck together but because victor had the sacral chakra blockage and so every time we thought it was a third eye like hey we're gonna go to bend and figure this out and showing up with a sacral chakra blockage in i just hope somebody else saves me and and finds my self-worth for me that doesn't work in those cases. Or if you think you're acting brave and bold, but you're really just acting busy, that's my one that I go back to. Most people have a blocked Manipura because they throw busyness on boldness or substitute busyness for boldness. I'm just so busy. And that you're not actually acting brave and bold and stepping outside your comfort zone. That's the, that's the fourth one. The fifth one is you have to be staring off in the same direction. And that's the one that Victor and I still sometimes struggle with. Um, we're way better about it, but for us to come at, at that time in all of those cases, inst instances where it was with Genesis, whether it was moving into an RV, going to, uh, flying to Europe, flying to New Zealand, flying to all the different places we've gone, Go showing up in Bend, thinking we're going to create a life there. Showing up in Breckenridge, thinking we're going to show create a life there. Moving to Polson, we haven't even got to because that was another one. All of those cases, we were not staring off in the same direction with a similar goal. We don't have to achieve the goal in the same way. But at the time in San Diego in 2019, I would say three out of seven nights at least, we walked this peninsula and you could see SeaWorld's flag. And I'd constantly point at it like, see that flag? That's like, we need to be both aiming for that flag or pick another flag to aim for. But we need to both be, because I would get so angry and like, you just wake up, you go to jujitsu, you work all day. Like, why are we married? Like, what? where's the, we're not doing anything together. We're like, other than one thing. But it was like ridiculous, right? But... My husband is <laughs> making faces at me. Anyways, so we, it was hard at the time, right? To, to In San Diego, it was good that you pivoted back, but there was still something missing. There's still something missing. You want the whole enchilada. That's what it comes down to. And to create create that, you have to go through growth and you have to go through discomfort and it stinks and you're, you get angry and you get sad and you get happy and there's a little bit of a roller coaster that you're riding. 
But the moral of the story is self-growth. If you work on your own self-growth, it's going to significantly improve your relationship long-term. And to have that, that someone that's gone through that and is continuing to go through it, I could tell you, it's good. Okay, this is good. More direction, more direction. We're refining, we're refining, we're refining. And all of a sudden you realize like, oh, that was, that was part of my journey. Well, damn it. I should have just tried to, if, if that was going to get me here to begin with, I should have had a slightly better attitude in the entire process because it, it was part of it. I had to go through that to have some growth. And now I realize that having starting a business and getting into a relationship and being married and having a family so young stifled that growth. Most people would have probably gone through that particularly for me, I think, uh, I mean, in my 20s. It might say it's, I think most people are still stuck. Well, in whatever, it, so. for me, yeah. like I, it's what, what I would have experienced in my 20s, having gone out and figured myself out before yeah. I got into a relationship. But by the time I was 22, I had I already had a kid and a business and a mortgage payment. It's like, okay, this is what we do. We're successful. So I didn't have an opportunity to really figure out who I am, understand what my core values are, understand some of the hangups that I had, uh, primarily associated with affirmation as opposed to success. I, I was getting kudos every day from the people and the children that I work with instead of, ha but I was so busy and tired that I didn't go like, Hey, where's this going? Where do I want this to go? How do I, how do I see my life developing? How do I see my family developing? How do I see my relationship developing? And I know that's a mouthful, but in the end we have to take either you take the reins or someone's just going to live your life for you. Yeah. We, uh, we did the same thing. Uh, so in 2020, Oh yeah, I gotta wrap it up. I just got clients real quick, and uh, maybe we'll just save this for tomorrow. We'll just wrap it up there, and then maybe we'll try to continue. You know, I say we show up every day, but we don't. It's it's hard to like balance moving RVs, and <laughs> we're actually sitting still in Lander right now, so it's helping us establish routines again. But it's hard to move RVs and then me go climb, and then uh, we have to come in at the same energy is tough too, right? Because you'll be you'll be high, you'll be high, I'll be low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. The, this one was all about trying, like taking that risk to try. I mean, I've, I've, I've asked Victor so many years, like, hey, like, let's just try this. Let's just try. And yeah. if we fail, we fail. And the funny thing is his biggest fear of like not having enough money or running out of money or things. Inadvertently, that happened anyways. So the thing that he was so worried about happened anyways without knowing that it's like, oh, if you had just shifted the mindset to begin with, to be like, hey, let Let's go with the same vision for what we want and then let's let's act from a place of confidence where we know this is my value. This is what like we don't need somebody else to prove our worthiness. When you align with your internal value system, then then you have the confidence to show up from that. And I didn't really connect this one last dot. One of the reasons Victor has been able to shift is because. He shows up for one client consistently for years now. And this one client has been so kind to, to put him in contact with all these other people. And I really think it just happened that the universe decided he was ready for it. That like you'd have the, you've had this transformation in um, yourself. Like you've opened up a lot of your chakras lately. You've been really um, grateful Right? You show up yeah. like, for you. I know you meditate on just gratitude and the power of now book by um, 
toll is is so powerful for certain types that like for victor i think that one was a big one that you just really embodied this like just be grateful in every moment and stop worrying about the future and stop reliving the past just be here present grateful now that i think because of that it just happened that because you've worked with this client for years why why all of a sudden now why why didn't she a year ago and it was just i think the energy of the universe it just had to be at this point and so because of that, because Victor is not, if you follow us on Instagram, we are not great at Instagram. We are not great at any social media. We try to show up and be consistently helpful, but we're not great at it. But if you meet us in person, we are amazing. Victor especially is like so good once you come in his door or on his phone. He's so good at that. And so it's like all of a sudden he feels like, oh man, I'm getting to use my skills. So he showed up with gratitude without those people from an internal value system. And now because more and more, he's getting like some form of affirmation, like showing, he's getting to do what he does best without the struggle part that was so hard right the marketing part was so hard and now to just get to show up and do what you do best which is heal injuries heal trauma help people live their life better it makes you feel good right Right. and it becomes self-perpetuating then every day you're like oh my gosh i'm just so grateful one for that just it's a beautiful day and now i'm grateful too because i'm getting to do my own flow state what is so great what what makes me really valuable to the world right and so then all of a sudden that happens. Remember, it just happened from showing up with gratitude each day. Then all of a sudden it's like this open-mindedness that we're going to talk about um, maybe tomorrow or next year or next week. I don't know. And that open-mindedness <laughs> of hours. like, oh my gosh, maybe I could just, because we were talking about going to Spearfish and maybe getting a home base there. And he's like, you know what, maybe I can just show up to Spearfish and just try. I could just be open to trying. And that's what started this conversation. Last night I was like stretching. I'm like, are you serious? You want to just open to try? Yeah, I'm not going to make many, like I basically like, well, I might make any commitments, but I will, I will try. And if not, we pivot. Because before it wasn't open to try. It was from survival mode. Exactly. If I don't figure this out, I. My kids are going to starve. They're going to be on the side of the road. (laughs) And because of that, showing up with that attitude, it was really showing up being closed-minded instead of open to opportunities. And so it's kind of cool. I think that's a wrap. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow.